the Elon Musk episode. I wonder how to start this out, this episode. We, we can do like, vroom! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In like ATP, they usually, yeah, they also like start recording like before the actual show. They just, you know, they just chat in. And then they usually put a little fragment of their conversation like before. And then, right. then they have like, like this, this weird sound. And then there's the actual show when they decide like this is a good place to, to start, right? Yeah, we'll, we can ask our editor to figure out some, some nice sound for us. So I haven't tried it yet, but, um, but this reminds me to drink some wine tonight and then <laughs> have, a, have a spare cock then. Yeah, that's um, always a good excuse, huh? Uh, yeah, well, if you need an excuse to drink wine. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. So uh, are we going to talk about the passionate guy of Elon Musk then? So, Michael, how is your Tesla Model X going? My Tesla Model X is shipping to the first owners this year, hopefully. Mm. Uh, I checked the, the Wikipedia, and of course, Wikipedia never lies. No. So uh, in Wikipedia, it says uh, they are going to ship in September, according to some press release. This uh, year? This year, mm. the Model X. So I'm looking forward to the first reviews and how it, you know, I, I haven't pre-ordered it yeah. yet. Um, so uh, we have to just earn more money with Nosby. So I'm <laughs> everyone who's listening, just, you know, buy Nosby for several years and we had, and I have my, my money for the Tesla. Yeah. Okay. Just kidding. No, the idea is that um, uh, we live in Europe. So in Europe, we don't have yet the infrastructure uh, really required to have a car like that. But I'm hoping that, you know, in the next, you know, two, three years, we will have it. And um, there are already some superchargers being installed in Spain, uh, in, in, in France, in Germany. And of course, well, in Norway, they just drive Teslas like crazy. But um, apart from Norway, Norway is like an island of Teslas there in Europe. Yeah. But uh, other countries, uh, you know, I, I, in, in Spain, for example, they don't even have a, an official dealership yet. So if you want to buy a Tesla in Spain, you have to buy it from France. Uh-huh. So... Um, and they installed like the charger next to Barcelona. So if you want to go, you can still go to Barcelona and visit Barcelona and still charge uh, on your way there. Um, but anyway, the infrastructure is coming. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, my, you know, I, I would like to model X. So the SUV or the, well, anyway, the yeah, four by four version of model uh, S. And because it's a seven seater, and seven-seater seven is always good because if my in-laws are coming or my parents are coming, we can all you know, drive in the same car with my children. And because it's more practical, because it's higher, and yeah. I like SUV, I drive an SUV right now. And uh, apart from that, it's Tesla. So, um, you know, to me, this is like, you know, this is the new era of cars. This is something totally different. For me, Tesla is like a laptop with four wheels. Yeah. A boring family car that's also a laptop on four wheels. Yeah, and uh, that accelerates from zero to uh, 60 miles an hour in four seconds. Okay, that's not too bad. Not really. No, it's... Um, uh, Elon Musk said that it's, it's going to be like a boring family car that is faster than Porsche. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, like this kind of boring. I remember having just such, such a laugh when I... Um, when I saw, I think, Elon tweeting that they're going to push a software update to their um, Tesla Model S car that will speed up the 0 to, to 60 miles per hour to by like 0 0.1 seconds or something. 
push a software update to make the yeah. car faster. That, that just that just blowing my mind. Exactly. I mean, in which car they do a software update that you know <laughs> improves the speed of the of the car of the engine, right? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, I was always thinking about the Teslas, especially uh, you remember we saw one in London, uh, several ones in London, and in London Have I was we? in the showroom. We have, yes. We were eating uh, out and I told you that there is this lady here driving this newest Tesla. I don't remember seeing that. Oh, she was driving right next to our uh, window of our restaurant. Hmm. And it was the newest one, the, the P85. I mean, the, really? the, the the fastest one, yes. Huh. I remember that. Uh, I remember seeing like two Teslas when I was in San Francisco last year. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, it was just very briefly. It was something... It was someone just passing by me so i have never had the opportunity to actually take a look and touch it so i went to a showroom in london and the in the showroom they they they, they show you the tesla the the, the car yeah. and then right next to it there is the what they call um you know the the part that moves so it's um i have to look it up yeah. so anyway uh four wheels and nothing more and you think you know where's the engine but the engine is already there yeah the only chassis is missing i mean uh, and when you look, uh, they're like you, don't, you hardly see an engine in this. It's totally differently built car, and um, it's amazing. It's amazing if, if you think about it. And uh, because um, the batteries are in the you know in the lower part of the car, I mean yep. the whole lower part of the car is the it's one big battery, just like you know with the iPhone it's one big battery. Yes. So because of that, uh, it has you know sporty sporty um, uh, steering yeah. because it has the very low uh, the, the, the you know the center of gravity or whatever how we call it so yes. it's fantastic to drive that's what they say uh, i didn't manage to schedule uh, or schedule how they say in great britain um <laughs> are we doing I'm this sorry? again <laughs> schedule so i didn't mean <laughs> i didn't manage to schedule a test drive yeah. But I would uh, love to have one next time I'm in London. And uh, yeah, to me, this is like really the ultimate thing. And yeah, as I said, the, the new era of cars. And actually, I wasn't that convinced until I um, listened to ATP with Marco Arment, yeah. who actually test drove a car. And if an owner of a BMW M5 says that Tesla Model S is superior to his car and then his car his really fantastic car is a is a big hack as he called yeah. it then i'm sold yeah i i I, I, be, I believe he even called it like the best car or something like he, there, there were obviously disclaimers like you know there are some possible issues with range and etc given that it's an electric car but but otherwise in terms of just how it feels to, to drive it he was he was so impressed with it so, yeah. Speaking about Elon Musk, in April, I think he like bumped his the value of his company by by one billion yeah. by just tw- by just tweeting something that he, they're announcing something, uh, and what they announced were batteries for home. Yes. Because Tesla becomes like a battery company now. So, my dream setup in my home in the next three years is this: I have solar panels on my uh, roof yeah that during the day when there is sun and there's always sun there um <laughs> it's charging my uh, tesla which is in the garage and my batteries uh, my tesla batteries which are also in the garage yeah so 
And in, at night, I use the Tesla batteries to charge my, my I mean, to, to, to use electricity at home. And I drive my Tesla, uh, which I get charged for free from yeah. the sun. So this is my ultimate. Uh, uh, so Elon Musk provides like the whole experience. They, they, they also have the Solar City thing. So actually, I can buy everything from Elon and I have my <laughs> dream set up. I don't depend on, on the electricity company and I am eco like, you know, like crazy. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it would be pretty hard, after, you know, in the end to cut yourself completely from the grid. You still need like um, a margin of error. Like it's, 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 just, it's just difficult to, to rely com- completely on your own batteries and, and solar power. They'll, they'll be pretty cool. Yeah, but even if I depend on the grid and have like a, and you know, b- monthly invoice of ten euro, you know, <laughs> I I I don't care. I mean, I'm always almost. I I think with this I will be almost self-sufficient. So with this setup, I will be almost self-sufficient, which already is blowing my mind. You know. Yeah, I I think it depends on like where you live and 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 what's what's the deal that that you can get from like your electricity company because in in many places like i remember there's this uh podcast pragmatic from from a guy who lives in australia so also a lot of sun and he also has like uh his own solar panels and and because a lot of people in australia started like getting their own solar panels to supply as much power as possible like just f- for themselves like because a lot of people started doing it they they changed the 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 cost the the price structure so that in the end like it it yielded very little difference in how much they pay per month for electricity even though they they produced like in total over the whole day more than they used so yeah that's um but you know um in the movie Matrix, when uh, Agent Smith is fighting Neo, uh, there is there is the scene when uh, Agent, Agent uh, Smith is saying, "Listen to this, Mr. Anderson. This is the sound of inevitability." <laughs> you hear that, Mr. Anderson? That is the sound of inevitability. And I love this scene because. Whatever the companies, you know, because right now, in right now, they they are actually in Spain. They're actually saying that you're not, you mustn't use um, sun because sun is the property of the state. <laughs> right. You know, really, they are totally crazy. So I'm just counting the days until you know the EU Commission is gonna just you know put them a, a fine on on the whole government of Spain because of this situation. Yeah. But the, the big lobby of 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 electric uh, electronic electric companies, uh, the, the, uh, the power companies. Is, is amazing but you know it's like with everything they can fight all they want this is the sound of inevitability sure in 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 the long run but i just wonder like from a personal perspective like for someone like you if it would actually make a lot of sense like uh, in in the short term in the in coming few years to mm-hmm. actually invest in your own big batteries for the home like if it would actually make a difference pro- probably probably you'd be you'd be at a loss probably i don't know i'm i'm a long-term kind of guy anyway <laughs> yes so i i would anyway try i would calculate it of course i would you know make my you know financial uh, uh, decision but um this is my dream and uh, you know 
as, as the soon the, the sooner I'll be able to realize it, the better. And uh, I think this is what Elon Musk is doing. This this is why we we love the guy so much because <laughs> yeah. he he looks at the future and he knows the future is coming and he creates this future. Mm. And this is something uh, you know to be admired. This is something to be the, that we, we should aspire to, like to create uh, the future. And 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 I think this is what this is why he's he's so polarizing and so amazing in this sense. Yeah. So okay. So tell me, uh, like I really wonder what really made you like seriously consider buying a Tesla car because even though it's something that for for people like us for for people who are uh, like really into computers and just really cutting edge stuff um tesla sounds appealing and yet it's it's still something that's you know in the in the grand scheme of things really low volume and few people decide that you know what i'm actually gonna take that chance right Mm -hmm. take that risk and actually buy this this crazy electric car well anyway i mean uh, first of all i'm a gadget guy so you know and thanks to nosby i have a perfect <laughs> excuse to upgrade my gadgets every year it's a pretty expensive gadget though yeah but this one and this one is very expensive that's right but you know if you think about it i don't drive a lot because we all work from home yeah. which we already talked about so uh, during the day i'm at home mm -hmm. uh, and when I drive, I drive around uh, to bring my children to school, to uh, to drive to the city, to uh, to drive you know around you know for some excursions with my children. So, actually, you know, I don't drive a lot. You know, I don't for longer trips a lot. I drive for shorter trips. Yeah. And Tesla, you know, with four hundred or five hundred kilometer range is perfect for that. And I thought about it. You know, I'm driving just you know two or three times a day, short rides. And I have an SUV that, you know, uses 13 liters of, you know, fuel for 100 kilometers, which is a lot. You know, it's a, I don't know how, how we call it in, in, in gallons and whatnot, but it's, it's a lot. It's a, so I drive this SUV that, you know, is not really ecological. Uh, and that's why I thought this car is actually perfect for me because I, I would really use it. I would really enjoy it. And I would enjoy the acceleration. I would enjoy the fact that I'm environmentally friendly, that I have a big iPad in front of me, that, that everything is, you know, cool. And that I'm contributing to the future. And I'm, you know, part of the future, the early adapter phase. So I think all that together, you know, with, the, with this vision of being self-sufficient uh, in the long run, I think this is what appeals to me. Yeah, uh, and I think it appeals to a lot of people. But your ar argument, you know, you could spin it around and and say like, if if as you say, you don't drive a lot, then why the hell would you buy such an expensive new car, right? I mean, you know, right? My friend's father, he's an entrepreneur, but his his job is of this kind that he drives a lot around the country, like meeting clients and stuff. So. He got himself an expensive car, but he got himself an expensive car largely because if this is, you know, his office on most days, then um, it, 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 it might make sense to invest in a, in a nice car that you actually enjoy spending, spending time with. But uh, even if you only drive around the city and you don't need the range, uh, you know, that's cool. But, but then again, that's a pretty um, 
you know, then then it it really becomes not much more than a gadget, and that is an expensive gadget. Yeah, but on the other hand, um, so I'm kind of this, you know, I'm not a minimalist, but I'm trying to <laughs> become something more of an essentialist, let's say. So I don't really don't have lots of clothes, yeah. uh, which I already you know wrote about in my on my uh, blog, because the clothes that I have are the clothes that I really like wearing. So I prefer to have less shirts, but to have really cool shirts. So every time I open the, the wardrobe, you know, any shirt I take is going to be, going to be cool. It's going to be the one I want to have. So I would say I, I, I still don't max it out, but I say I, say I, I wear 80% of, of, of everything I own, like every month. Yeah. So, so it's really, I really, you know, use a lot of what I have because I don't have that much. And it's the same. You could spin the logic in the other way. Um, the contrary to what your, you know, your friend there. Um, I, if I have to drive, I would love to have to, to drive a fantastic car. Yeah. Right. So if I get to drive, it better be good because 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 uh, I don't spend lots of time driving. So the time I want to spend driving, I want to sp spend driving something really nice. And uh, so you know, you can have it both ways. And um, yeah. And that's the thing. So that's... I know it's an expensive thing. Yeah, I know totally. But um, but it's also you know it's also uh, something to um, uh, to think about and to aspire to and to you know save for. So like I'm trying to you know save for this big gadget and then use it and enjoy it. So sure. you know. No, I mean I'm I'm not judging. You're you're, you're clearly just rationalizing, but but it's okay. I mean if if that's that's something that really appeals to you then that's cool, right? And I'm a car guy. Yeah, I, I love cars. I, I enjoy cars. I enjoy looking at the cars. I Just today, uh, out of curiosity, I was, you know, studying the current lineup of Mercedes, you know, what they have, which kind of, because they just launched a new model. So I wanted to see what kind of models they have because they just launched a coupe SUV. So I want to check it out. So I'm a car guy. I love cars. So being, it, another thing is being a part of this new wave of cars, which obviously Tesla is, uh -huh. it's also appealing to me. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I'm not a car guy at all. Like, I'm, I just, I, I have almost no interest in cars. I never have. It just, it just never, it's, it's not something that ever appealed to me. It's mm -hmm. not something that I ever really needed. Uh, it's not something I need right now. Uh, I live in the center of a relatively small city. It's like 200 thousand people so you know yep. the the density of the city is 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 such that i can get to almost anywhere in the city quickly without a car right so right. cars are just not my thing at all and that's what makes tesla a curious case because even though i don't have never have any interest in cars you know, when I saw Tesla Model S and, and, and saw, you know, Elon Musk talk about it and like uh, read about certain, it's certain design features and etc. And I bet some of them are not even unique, but, but just the combination, the whole design of the car and how it's constructed, it just appealed to me immediately. And, wow. and, and even though like realistically, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to get a Tesla anytime soon. If money wasn't a consideration and I was to buy any car I want, <laughs> I wouldn't buy a, a Model S. 
You see? And I have no idea where I would charge it because even though they have it on the map, they still haven't built any superchargers in Poland. And like, I, I live in a um, like an apartment building, so I, I, you know we we don't have a garage. But you know, uh, sure, I would want a, a Model S. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just like um, it's it's the thing that Marco Arment mentioned that that he also um, said like to me internal combustion engine cars are are just such a hack. It's yep. it, it, it's like a miracle that this works and there's billions of these in the world and somehow everyone is okay with it. Like like this is a, a pretty big evolution but still evolution on something that was invented such a long time ago <laughs> and somehow we're all okay with it and and, and it's just the the mechanical complexity and and, and the yep. fact that you're relying on what hundreds or thousands of little explosions happening all the time it's just it's just a crazy idea and compared compared to that like looking at how a tesla is constructed this big battery um an engine that's in each of the axles of, of the car. It's essentially just one moving uh, mechanical element. And it, it's, you know, a, a, yep. an electric motor, it, it's, it's, it's just a, uh, a copper coil and, and, and a magnet. Like, it's, it's, it's such a simple device as, as it should be, yep. right? It's, and it's pretty amazing that it's only happening now. It, it, it just feels like, as you said, it, it feels inevitable. It feels... Like, like obvious. This is how it should should have always looked. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if just, if you if you think about it, this is exactly exactly the the it's it's how it's so supposed to be. I mean, there is an article I would like to link us. Uh, you know, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, an article <laughs> um, done by uh, the Tesla Tesla community in Norway. Uh -huh. They wrote an article like. What would happen if a guy who owned Teslas for his entire life would go to a normal, you know, a dealership and buy a normal car? I saw that. That was amazing. It was such a good article because, like, they, they said, so I have to switch gears and pretty fast not to destroy the engine. So every time, I, every time I'm driving this, I have to watch out not to destroy it. <laughs> and yeah. if you think about it, that's actually what's happening when you're driving a car, you know? Yeah. The, the whole article was written uh, like in an uh, alternative world where electric cars were what cars are. And, and yes. uh, I remember laughing where, where there was like, they stopped the car at the uh, red lights and they got scared because the, the, the whole car was was kind of shaking a little bit and, 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 and there was sound and, 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 and they were like, whoa, is, is, this, is this broken? Did, why does it sound like that? And the <laughs> and the car dealer was like, "This is normal. Don't don't worry." Right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah totally. Just think about it. If you look at from the other perspective, then as you said, it becomes obvious. Like why it's inevitable. That's yeah. why. That's why when I look at these, you know, industries, age all industries, you know, that rely on the cars, it, it's like. Oh, also there was the um, an episode recently uh, at Asimco. Uh, Asimco. Critical path, I think. Critical path, yeah, exactly. He was saying that, um, uh, you know, the the cars that are being planned right now will be built like in four or five years because it, this is how much time it takes from yes. you know planning of the car and just get shipping it. So just think about it. You know, if you know five years ago 
we were, you know, using iPhone 3G, you know? <laughs> so, like, the technology changed so much, you know? And the same goes here. And Tesla is so different because you get a software update. Yeah. And, and you have a faster car, right? So, I think that's inevitable. <laughs> that, that's the future. Yeah, that's the you future. mentioned critical path, and I, I was going to ask about that because um, Horace did you? Uh, yep. For our listeners, he writes at asymco.com. He has this podcast called Critical Path, and like he he analyzes industries and businesses, and 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 you know tries to make some some prediction predictions, just infer stuff from analysis. And and I, I was going to ask you, Michael, about that because uh, he, even though I think uh, he likes. The product, he is pretty skeptical about about the, the the business. Like he he doesn't think that that Tesla can survive long term because even though it might be superior product from the standpoint of like the way it's it's um, manufactured, the, the the way they they just make the whole car is not really different from how all other cars are are, are made. The the difference. As he sees it, it's just that you know they replaced the the traditional powertrain with um, a big battery and an electrical um, electric engine, and 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 the idea being that this could be something that in a few years, uh, when when um, when electric cars become somewhat more viable, that this is something that will be very easy to copy by competitors, and because uh, the car industry you know, relies on massive economies of scale to, to be affordable, yeah. the, that the big players, once they, they, they see the inevitability of electric cars, that, that they would just crush Tesla. What do you think about that? Yeah, he also said the same thing when Elon Musk um, showcased uh, the batteries, that if they are to be battery company, then um, other the competitors can produce batteries cheaper yeah. and then they make might compete with them. Well, yeah, uh, on one hand, that's true. And Tesla doesn't have that much money as, for example, at Apple does because yeah. everybody says that Apple is going to enter this market as well with an Apple car, mm-hmm. which uh, I would instantly buy <laughs> 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 probably after my Tesla. But um, I think Tesla, by that time, will have more experience what they do and most of it, they have a different already mindset because they're already, already producing an end product which we want to have. Mm-hmm. So they already know the product. And these are like other competitors. They are still looking at, at things from the perspective of old school car manufacturers. And we have seen, you know, it's like, it's like when Apple launched the iPhone. Come on. The computers, guys, they are not going, the computer guys are not going to you know, reinvent our our system, you yes. know, and they did right. But Tesla isn't Apple. I mean, Tesla clearly uh, is inspired by the way Apple makes its products. Like uh, Tesla seems to focus as much as they can on, on just making the greatest, best design, etc. Product, um, you know, sell that at a premium. Uh, but they don't have like <laughs> nearly as much scale as Apple does. And I don't know, it, it might be tough for them. And I, I also wonder, like, um, I think if, aside from, from, uh, from the fact that, that cars will go electric, not that much will change in the industry, 
then they might actually be okay-ish. They probably wouldn't um, invade the world, just, just stay a, a more niche premium product. But I wonder, like, just, just from all those um, conversations on the critical path, like, what if, what if some, some, uh, one of the big players, or what if Apple decides to enter the market and they, they, they change the game in how the car is made, you know, on, 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 the, on, the, on the manufacturing side, like, that it wouldn't take five years, as you mentioned, that that it will be much more modular, that, that they could um, change things in a, in a much easier way. If Tesla isn't working on just that, then they might be in big trouble because uh, devising and testing and, and like prototyping such a, such a vastly different manufacturing methodology could take a lot of time, right? Yeah, uh, I think the, the only you know, scary part for Tesla, I think, is Apple because Apple you know it's rich and they and they are they have the history of reinventing things yeah and and what 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 Horace was saying that they they've been studying the i3 the BMW i3 uh, factory which is the modular factory yeah uh well I don't know it's I'm not you know I'm not a high profile analyst I'm not that that smart but but you know um one of Horace's arguments was also that you know this is so such a similar product to a car it's not really solving a problem of a car mm. so on one hand, it, it's not, but in, then because it's so similar to a car, it's easier for us to decide to purchase that instead of a car. Mm -hmm. If it would be totally different, maybe you wouldn't just buy it because it would be just so different. So, you know, it has to be still a little bit evolution on yeah. the outside, although there is a revolution on the inside of the car. Uh, but second thing, you know, there's also this threat of Uber and other services that, yeah. you know, that will just, you know, just like in your case, you're living in a city city center of a, of a, even in a small city. You would say you don't need a car because you can you know hail a car with yes. an with an app. You know, so why would you buy a car? Yeah, and that's also a very good argument because you know just think about it. You know, spending lots of money on a Tesla instead of being able to hail a Tesla whenever you need it, <laughs> it's a totally different you know uh, mindset. Yeah, uh, there was also uh, something I was going to mention. Like I never had much interest in cars, but Somehow, over the last maybe year or, or two, uh, watching stuff happening with Tesla and, and Uber and the work on uh, autonomous cars and the conversations on critical path, somehow the car industry uh, became really interesting to me because like, th th there's a lot of interesting forces there. So, so, so again, uh, Tesla appeals to me, but as, uh, as you rightly um, noticed, the idea of, of the game being changed by non-consumption is also very appealing to me because, hell, I don't have a car, right? And, and it, it's fine for me. Like, it, it, it would be very interesting to, to see those three trends kind of uh, converge. Like, you can imagine, you know, with uh, stuff like Uber right. growing bigger and, and bigger and having things like, you know, people essentially deciding, I actually don't need to own a car, like, I don't need it all the time. I can hail a car if I need to, which has a lot of interesting benefits. Like, if fewer people actually own cars, then there will be less cars, and the cars that were there would be much more utilized. You wouldn't have all those problems with parking and congestion. This would be very interesting on, on so many levels, right? 
Yeah, I mean, for me, one of the shocking experiences was when I was in the States and in, in, in San Francisco uh, driving to, to Los Angeles uh, on, an, on a highway, on a freeway. There was a special lane for cars that, that, that carry one, more than one person. Yeah. Right? And um, the problem is it was empty. Because uh-huh. <laughs> like, there were four lanes and all the three lanes were busy. And the fourth lane, you know, um, it was empty. There was nobody there. Uh, there were just like a few cars there. And I was dri- driving there with my wife because we were two people in one car, which is already like a big, uh, big number, apparently. So that's the thing. Most of the time, there's just one person driving a car. It's so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, it's totally inefficient. That? It's totally crazy. That's why I'm also looking, you know, um, at the future of, of Uber and other companies like this that could solve this problem. Of, of putting people together when they drive to work, you know, they, they hail an Uber and they drive together or something. I don't know. Uh, this kind of uh, situation where you just hail a car when you need it, you hail a car together with some other people because it's cheaper or whatever, you know, because it's so inefficient that so many people are driving on their own mm-hmm. with cars. Yeah. And such a big part of it is how things like how cities are laid out. Like in in the US, very often it's just really ridiculous. Like you have this small city center where everyone goes to work, and mm-hmm. then outside you have this this huge vast area where people actually live, and you have these you know ten lane highways where every single day people go to work, and it's just it's just crazy inefficient. And uh, I think we're better at that in Europe, and especially. Uh, I, I, I have huge respect for how, um, for example, in the Netherlands, they treat kind of transportation really seriously. Uh, you have great uh, infrastructure for cars. You have, you, you, have, you know, highways for, for, for people who go to work outside of the city. Uh, inside cities, you have great um, public transportation where a lot of people, you know, it, it, it can be easiest, simplest, cheapest, fastest to, to, to take um, a bus or, or, or a tram or something to work. You have such, a, such an amazingly great bicycle infrastructure, which is something that for a lot of people in a lot of countries is, is something that people just don't, don't get, don't understand because they don't have that and it's not part of their culture. But in especially smaller cities, uh, cities uh, like mine, um, bicycles can be such a such an efficient mode of transportation inside the city because uh, you don't need to go to your parking space. You're not stuck in traffic. You don't need to find a parking space. You don't need to walk from your car, you know, from the parking. You just go from point to point. You can take shortcuts that cars can't take, right? And very often you'll get very similar times, sometimes better times, than going by car uh, or going by public transportation, right? I remember this, um, you mentioned the, the special lanes in, in the US. Uh, I remember uh, this, this crazy photo, free photos of the same number of people in cars, on bicycles, and in the bus, right? And it was the same number of, of people, but, okay. but, but, but the area that they took of a street was like, you know, an, an order of magnitude, you know, difference between uh, a bus or, or bicycles and cars with, you know, one person in, in, inside. 
the problem is that we are still, you know, we have still these habits of, of you know, and this, uh, we, are, we still love having cars and driving cars and whatnot. But I think it's changing, especially with the new generation, you know, um, like yours. Yeah. Uh, I think it's changing. And just, you know, uh, for everyone listening, Radek is a real bike nut. And, no, uh, not really. Yeah, you are. And um, no. I'm too, uh, in a way. So we really love riding bikes. And um, I think, you know, the, for the new generation, it might be easier because the new generation might not, you know, as, as you said, might not think about cars that much you know that we want to have cars and stuff and stuff you know in the u.s it's different it's different because still everything is so big and the the, the distances are so large yeah. you know and but again there's another trend that we already spoke about you know our companies like ours where we work from home where people don't have to commute to the centers because if you think about it it's really yes. ridiculous that people really have to commute to the center and then come back from the center. And why are these offices in the center? Because of the egos of their owners of the companies. You know, they want to have the skyscraper in the center because yeah. it's prestigious and whatnot. And this is also changing. And uh, of course, it's slowly changing. Very but it's slowly. also, yeah, and we will be pioneer, pioneer, one of the pioneers there. But I think these old trends, all these trends are taking place. And, and yeah. together, they might change the way the future works. And hopefully, there will be less cars anyway. I certainly believe so. Um, what I'm curious about is the, the time scale. I have no doubts that on an infinite time scale, um, <laughs> a lot of people would work remotely, right? Not, not everyone, probably not even like most people, but a large chunk. And... If you work remotely, um, most likely you would be from working from home, and and even you know a lot of people like working from like coffee shops or like co-working spaces. But if you did that, you'd probably choose something local to you, right? Exactly. And that would be an influence. But uh, the trend is just so slow, and yep. maybe it will change. Maybe there will be some something happening somewhere. Maybe some big company with a new CEO from a new generation deciding that, well, this is ridiculous, right? And, and somehow that would, that would um, create some sort of a domino effect. Uh, but it seems like um, as far as the discussion of, of like the future of cars and transportation, like it's probably different timescales. We'll see you know, uh, electric yep. cars and, and Uber and autonomous cars in significant quantities uh, much sooner than we'll see uh, the changes in uh, like the culture of work with remote work uh, or, or changes in how cities are structured because obviously you can't just redesign cities and move things around so that people and work are closer together. Uh, those, those trends would make and, and, and do make depending on, on where you live, a big difference. But the rate of, of change is, is just incredibly slow, it seems. Yeah, it is. And uh, especially, uh, you know, like Marissa Meyer, who I admire, you know, instead of uh, spreading this, uh, she actually called everyone back to office in Yahoo. Yeah. That was really so, disappointing. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, like, um, I understand, uh, you know, maybe, maybe she needs that restructuring, but uh, it sounded really weird and... and not really nice uh, uh, that deciding that we cannot get our act together so we have to put everybody uh, back to the offices and if somebody yeah. works from home uh, tough luck it 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 seems almost seemed almost like an like an excuse really like uh, yep. because i 
I don't imagine um, many of those people would would be okay with like relocating so that they could work in the office. That it was probably just. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to speculate too much, but but it seemed like you know it was a good excuse that uh, you can't work from home and like you're welcome to come to, to the office, but if not, like uh, you know it's it's okay, like you can go, <laughs> which um, I don't know, maybe felt easier to them, like. Uh, <laughs> easier to justify than, than just firing them? Maybe. I don't know. But as you said, uh, the, the, the trends of transportation might accelerate everything. And max, my, but because, you know, Uber is, you know, growing like crazy. Yeah. Teslas are saying like hotcakes. And the other, you know, manufacturers are, are producing, uh, you know, cars in the same way already. And they're planning for 2018 or something. Like as I said, it's four or five years into the future. Yeah. And Apple is also... Um, seems like Apple is interested in the cars. So this might, you know, change a lot. It's hard to speculate what, but but I like to be part of the future. So uh, yeah. it's, and and this is why I, why I admire Elon Musk because he's doing something which is really for the future. And uh, even if ultimately maybe he fails or he doesn't succeed as much as we think he, 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 um, uh, he does, it's, He's an amazing trailblazer and uh, somebody yeah. to be admired and uh, somebody who's really um, not afraid of the future and just, you know, running straight at it, at it. And I think it's, uh, it's, um, it's amazing. Yeah, such an, such an amazing dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it's, it's amazing. Like, he reinvents the car, he creates the, 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 the future of... Of, of transportation happen. He uh, on the side, he's on the board of, of a company that that brings uh, clean solar power uh, to homes in California. And in his spare time, he also tries to make the human species multiplanetary uh, with SpaceX. Like you know, no no pressure. He is a rocket scientist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it, it's pretty amazing. Like. Um, how much we struggled uh, trying to, 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 to do two such relatively tiny and unimportant projects like Nosby and Remag at the same time and how hard it, it turned out to be in practice. And yep. then there is this guy um, doing Tesla and doing SpaceX both of which are amazing and, and and something that no one else is really doing yep and how how does he manage to do that i it's amazing um no i'm i i don't have anything to say here i'm i'm just blown away by that the fact that he's doing both of these things which are not really relevant that much i mean they are not really that similar they're two different Kind of, I mean, transportation, but you know, no, no, like, things like really different right. things. And yeah, as you said, we had two projects. We have to right now. We focus more mostly on Nosby, and um, and it's a tiny project compared to anything that he is doing. So yeah, so he can be really intimidating in this sense. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, Elon Musk, and. Um, with this episode, we tried to pay, you know, pay some tribute to him and to what he's doing because we're just really blown away by, by him. And as as we talked about the future, I I, I 
when people ask me what what the future holds for Nosby, and uh, I always say, and I can already say it here, that um, more intelligence. Mm. Hopefully, Nosby will be more intelligent based on what you're doing with it, and hopefully, Nosby will actually be able to tell you what you should be doing right now. Maybe not, you know, direct directly, but almost there. So um, there is still, I think, a lot of innovation, you know, that could happen in our space. And uh, we're definitely going forward for this as well. But again, it's not in the same ballpark, not even, you know, in the slightest yeah. uh, compared to what Elon is doing. That's why. We're making a fancy to-do list. He is reinventing uh, a car industry and trying to save the future of humanity. That's different league. Yeah, I'm not even pretending here. There, it's not. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, that's Elon. That's it. Amazing. Thanks so much. Yep.